Hey, John, how's it going? Brandon Gore. Good to hear from you, man. How's it going? You know, I've had better days. Really? Not me. Today's awesome. I've had better. Just happy to be alive. I've had better. You want to hear what happened? It's kind of funny. And the only reason I'll tell this, because I know the client's not listening to the podcast, so it's okay. So I had this order for black modern Muskoka chairs. I talked about it on a couple of previous podcasts. I demolded them and they came out great. Got them done. I had three of those to do. I had two for another client. I had a big table that went to Hawaii. That's the one where the mold came apart. You know, it's always, it's always a three ring circus. Anyways, I get those three chairs done. You know, I had to weld the bases, go to the powder coater. The powder coater is an hour and a half away each way. So it's three hours. So to drop them off yeah, and pick them up, your day. that's six hours of time that I, I'm spent just driving to get powder coat. Whatever, whatever. So I, I weld the bases, get them powder coated, put them together, you know, build the crate. The crate, the material for the crates is almost a thousand bucks. You know, it's just crazy how much plywood is, how much foam is, how much four by fours are, steel banding, all the stuff. It all adds up. Anyways, get it all done, ship it to the client. And I normally make it a point, number one, never to ship anything until I'm paid in full, but this is a repeat client. I've done a lot of work with them in the past and uh, I'm going back and forth right now to Wichita working on a house that I bought. So I didn't want to like be gone and the check show up and then they're like, hey, did you ship them yet? I just go and ship them. I trust you'll send, send payment, whatever. So I ship them and I go to send a final invoice. I have the freight charge. I go to put the final invoice together. I pull up their invoice on my computer. It wasn't three modern Muskokas. It was four modern Muskokas. Four. Not three. I missed one. Ah! I was like, dude. So now, now they're going to get it and be like. Oh. Uh, and they're already shipped. I mean, the, the freight. Dude, another thing about freight. You know, I, I've scheduled in my career of nearly two decades, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of freight pickups. Never do they show up the day of. Much less if you, I called e-shipping Mike Wiggins at like 1, 1.30 in the afternoon. Hey, Mike, I need to get these crates picked up. Great. I'll schedule for a pickup today. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. I'm out in Eureka Springs. They're not going to be here today, bro. He's like, well, I'll just put in for today. Okay. The driver calls. Hey, uh, where are you located? Yeah, I'm on my way. I should be there before four o'clock. And sure enough, he was. Uh, insane, uh, right? It's like the driver was just doing laps, like waiting for a call to come in. And the call came in and he's like, I'm on my way. Like Uber. Exactly. Pick up Uber. Yeah. I heard years ago that FedEx and UPS put planes up in the sky every night empty and they just fly a pattern over the United States until there's like a need where there's some plane that has a breakdown or whatever and then they divert those planes to go get packages and they do that every single night. They put empty planes in the air every single night on standby. Mm. Insane. I don't know why they don't just leave them parked at strategic airports and not burn the fuel. Right. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, so my point is they get picked up. Uh, and I, I go to do the invoice. I'm like, oh, my God, there's a fourth. I, uh, For whatever reason, I thought it was three. This entire time, I thought it was three. I bought steel for three. I bought wood crates for three. Everything was for three. So anyways, I spent today, <clears throat> essentially, I had to take a base off a chair on my patio, run down to the powder coater. When I say run, it's like the whole morning. Dude, sandblast the powder coat off this, repowder coat it matte black, come back here, prep the mold, cast another... Uh, you know, black chair, modern Muskoka, and then tomorrow I'll demold it, and uh, and then Thursday I'll process it and seal it, and then as soon as the powder coat's done, I'll I'll build the crate on Thursday. As soon as the powder coat's done, I'll pick it up and get it on its way, and I'll have to eat the cost of that. 
So yeah, you're busy as heck trying to run back and forth. Oh right? my god! So, and good for you, buddy. I've, well, no, not good for me. Never, never, <laughs> never in my life have I shipped the wrong number of items. It's never happened. It's never happened. Am yeah. I am I just getting old? Did I just like forget? Because I was certain. I was yeah. certain it was three. I was certain it was three. I don't know. Double check, triple check. That's the lesson. That's the lesson. Mm-hmm. Well, at least you got that one paid for. It's just the rest of it that goes with it. It's not. Yeah. Right. The freight, the crate. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I'm, I'll yeah. spend. And redoing it. I'll spend close to a thousand bucks on crating and freight for that one share out of my own pocket. But that's the cost of making a mistake. That's the thing is, when a mistake happens, yeah. you just got to eat it. You don't go back to the client. Hey guys, uh, I, I didn't realize it was four. I need to get another well, thousand bucks. You, yeah, you blame it. You blame it on the LTL company. They showed up, they, <laughs> or you they, just say, you know what, you know what. Uh, <laughs> you just come clean. Well, no, I didn't come clean. I didn't come clean. That I did not do. What I said was, there's an issue with one of the bases, which isn't a lie, and it's got to get repowder coated. I'm going to take it down to the powder coater, get repowder coated, and I'll ship this as soon as it's done, and I'll cover the cost. And they said, yeah, no problem, that's fine. Here's something I learned years ago, John. Here's a little well, life lesson. that is lesson. true. That's it, no, it's true. true. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a truth, but it's not the entire truth. It wasn't like, hey, I f***ed up and I only made three chairs, not yeah. four chairs. Now I'm scrambling to make a fourth chair like super, super fast, which I'm doing. But years ago, when I was 17 years old, I got a job at the Clarion Hotel on Rainbow Curve in Bentonville, Arkansas. And... My boss, her name was Pam Mock. Pam was awesome. Best boss I ever had in my life. She taught me so much. Taught me so much. But one of the things she said to me was, listen, customer service, she's like, think of a swan swimming across the lake. Gliding smooth, that's all you see. It's just smooth sailing. Underneath, kicking like crazy. Crazy turbulence. But you don't see that. She's like, this hotel could be burning down behind us. The clients don't know. The customers don't know. When people come in here, it doesn't matter what's going on. Housekeeping didn't show up. Craziness going on. You project an air of calmness and everything is in order and everything is fine. It's kind of like the Titanic, like the band is playing the, the music. Like you have to stay calm. And so the client, this client, you know, if I said, oh, I f***ed up, blah, 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 blah. They're like, oh, I'm like, hey, guys, there's an issue with the powder coat. I'm going to get it repowder coated. I will ship this on my own dime when it's done my apologies yeah that's fine right so it's just mm-hmm. calm calm you know a swan swimming that's what it is no i'm with you yeah so very similar i years ago this is long before i really knew i don't know i've probably forgotten more than i've ever known over the years now it seems like you've been in it so long you recycle information in your head but i was doing this cast in place in a laundry room and this is like many people, this is a time in my career where I was super eager. You know, I wanted to get in. I wanted to show people this. And believe it or not, Brandon, this was actually and one of the contractors I was working with at the time, kind of Hody Houghton. It was a rammed earth home over in Jackson, California. So I was totally pumped to do this. It was just a tiny project, man. Super tiny. But cast in place, you know, this is going to just be amazing. So a black stain, I can't even remember the product I was using, but she wanted dark. So I, you know, this is the time, and I don't know anything. I'm just, I'm just mixing my own mix. Um, what I thought I knew then, which I didn't know, diddly squat. Got it in, trying to stain it. Anyway, the, the tops kept turning purple. 
and you know now we know because the cement was green the black you know the blue and the black <laughs> just you know blue tint the whole thing kept turning purple kept turning purple now in the background which wasn't none of it i had uh, my wife Dame was pregnant at the time having a lot of difficulties i happened to get a phone call and i was as i was demolding this thing and trying to stain it i literally ripped the edge off this is no, this is no way. The client saw it. They're like, uh, is that supposed to? And then I'm like, calm. inside, I am freaking out. So I know what you're talking about, but I was so calm, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's one of those looks, and this is how I get that more uh, rustic edge. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And left that day, dealt with AIM. I, I can't tell you, over that weekend, I must have ran two dozen samples trying to figure out why the why the black stain was turning these countertops purple. So I had to transition the whole time, came back a week later, dialed everything in, and it looked great when I was done. But as what you're saying, I was a swan on the lake. Loved it. They recommend if I had been in there, I felt like the kid from home alone. I should have had my hands up over my head, <laughs> freaking out. <laughs> Well, I, I hate an audience, dude. Back when I used to do installations, I would have customers want to watch, and I would tell people, please, Guys, I will come get you when we're done. Up until then, it's a messy process, okay? It, it doesn't go smooth. There's always issues. And having an audience doesn't make it any easier. It makes it harder. So if you would, please, just wait in another room. I'll come get you when you're done. Well, now I'm actually laughing because I had forgot about that whole experience somehow talking about you. But I'm not kidding you. I was down on my hands and knees, you know, in this laundry room. And I went to pull <laughs> and the chunk just it literally fell on the floor yeah. and I, like, you know what I mean? My heart just dropped and literally I can't, I can't remember this class. I she was standing right there like, Oh, was that supposed to happen? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's part of it. Yeah. This is how I get these looks. She's like, Oh, okay. Dude, I did an install. <laughs> it was like 2004. It was a countertop and I templated it. Templated it. Templated. That's a tough word to say. Templated did it. Anyways, I made a template, and I did the template exactly. It's a three wall enclosure. Exactly. It's for like this bar top in these rich people's house over in in Camelback, Scottsdale area. Anyways, there. Like he was a lawyer. Whatever. So I go to install it, and I didn't reduce it at all. I didn't reduce it an eighth inch on each side, which is pretty oh. smart to do. So we go to yeah. put it in, and. It won't go in straight because the walls like angle as it goes back to get wider. So it's like wedged the wrong yeah. way, right? So I have to put it in. I have to drop the right corner down and put it in at an angle and then go to drop it. But at that point, you're making it longer and it was two inches thick, uh, like wet cast concrete essentially. It was Buddy Rhodes mix, but it was two inches thick with like welded or uh, expanded mesh in the middle. Remember the, the stucco lath we used to yep, put yep. in the middle of that? Like worst thing ever you could put in concrete, but whatever. So I'm dropping it down, but it gets wider because that bottom edge is now extending the length because it's exact. So I got to like get a mallet and I just beat on it. Bam, bam. And the lady's like literally hovering over my shoulder, just like, oh my God, is this the way it always goes? I'm like, oh yeah, no, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. I'm like beating it, beat the thing down, gouge the drywall all the way down. There's these huge rakes. I was like, you know, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And uh, she's like, don't worry about it, honey. I got, you know, I got a drywall guy. He'll come take care of it. And husband's like, mother amateurs he's in the background just pissed right <laughs> you and now you're amateurs on the wall well these walls they, they, they <laughs> but having her like hovering like she was legit like yeah. two inches behind me just like oh 
Oh, that's is this the way it always is? Yeah, that's the way it always is. No. Oh my God, it was the worst. Yeah. And that's when I learned. Reduce. If you got a three-wall enclosure, don't make it the exact size. Make it a little bit smaller. Yeah. Silicone the sides, yeah. you're okay. Now, I think we've all done that. Yeah. I had the same thing. So uh, when Billy, if, if Billy's listening out there, Bill Glaze, him and I did these vanities for a, I don't know, a gorgeous cabin. It's not really a cabin. These things are huge. But anyway, a cabin up in Arnold, California. And sure enough, now it was in this little kind of half bath. They want the same thing that's, you know, early on. So it's two inches thick, cast in sink, the whole nine yards. The two, it was so heavy, the two of us had to carry it in with a drop face and the whole nine yards. And then once we got it in there, we both looked and we're like, oh, shoot, because same thing. It's in this three-walled enclosure and the door trim is, is close enough to, so there's no, no I've, way. I've had, I've had that happen like 10 times where you have to pull the trim off <laughs> yeah, to get the sink in. Yeah. It, I'm telling you. This was seriously a Laurel and Hardy show because the two of us fitting into this little tiny half bath, right? As we're both trying to hold this vanity up on edge, <laughs> just we're bumping and grinding on top of each other, behind each other, trying to reach over each other, finally get it over, dropping it down. Oh my God, we were laughing so hard because now the dropped edge dropped edge was too far so it was totally bound in where the window you couldn't get past the trim oh my god we we were almost pissing our pants we were laughing so hard we finally got it in but yeah we beat the snot out of those walls yeah um co- contractor's name was john we knew he was he came back and patched everything up but uh yeah those are the worst you know oh, who loves an audience yep do. Carmody, Michael Carmody really? loves an audience. He loves really? it. He says it's his favorite. He loves the exhibition, putting on a show. And I'm like, dude, that's a level of stress I don't need. Right. No, no, I'm not a concert venue. That's not going to work for me. He loves it. Not at all. Yeah. I don't know. It always stresses well, me. I guess technically, no, because, you know, I like it like when we do the workshops. I mean, I like that. I, I guess technically, I like that. But as you very well know, We've been there at times when I'm like, whoo, now everybody's gone here. I'm going to try this <laughs> before I just oh, I mean, And we've been there at times when it didn't come out, you know, and that's part of it as well. Right. It yeah, sucks when it doesn't well. come out in front of a client, though. You know, if it's if it's a class, yeah. we can be like, okay, well, let's dissect this. There's a lesson to be learned here. But in front of a customer, it's a little right. bit different. Anyways, hey, speaking of class, before I forget, yeah. we're not doing a class. Or at least I don't think we're going to do a class this fall. What we're going to do no. is a hoedown down in the holler at Dusty's place. That's what I think. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. So this is, I guess this podcast, anybody listening, we're putting it out there October. We don't know the exact date yet. I'm thinking like what, maybe the 24th, maybe 25th. We'll see how that works out. Yeah. Late Uh, October, third week or so October. Yeah. We'll have like a two, maybe two and a half day. We got to, we'll get the schedule worked out. We're going to do, an epic-like event. It's going to be epic. Epic, in a way. It's going to be... It's overworked. Yeah, that's an overused <laughs> word. we got to come up with something else. Well, hoedown down on the holler. But here's, here's the go. deal. This event... We're going to do the ultimate hoedown. How about that? The ultimate epic hoedown in the holler. It's going to be a lot of fun. A ton of fun. So there's going to be product demonstration, product usage, you can get your hands in it, but we're going to have a ton of fun. A ton of fun. There's going to be guns involved. We're going to be 
shooting exactly. concrete projectiles at targets out in fields. It's going to be debauchery. Well, let's talk about that for a minute because anybody listening. So one of our ideas, and well, I'm going to open it up a little bit on the forums too. One of our ideas is, as you and I talked, I and mean, we love competition, you know, let's say fun competition. And as part of that competition, which I think would be amazing, is take different people's casting methods, let's say fiber contents, whatever we're talking about here, set them up as a target and see what the impact resistance is shooting at them. I mean, right? How well, cool hold on. Is don't, that don't, don't, be? don't. Let's not go giving away our, our uh, ideas quite yet. Let's keep okay. it. Let's keep on the DL. Are you getting? I'm picturing a big. T- I'm going to cast in a target. Mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm, you know, bullseye. Mm-hmm, Come mm-hmm, on, mm-hmm, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> and I'm going to do prizes. Anybody who hits the center of the bullseye, right? And I can just tell you. I can already tell you, Brandon. My team. I don't care how many I put on my team. We're going to only going to have one hole, and it's only going to be in the center because all of us are going to shoot through the same spot. Like an old Western. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> this event will be a ton of fun. We're going to make a formal announcement here in the next week, two weeks, once we uh, get it locked in. Dusty's looking at the calendar. There's a lot of things going on in Tennessee around that time of year, like motocross events and different things in that part of Tennessee. So we want to make sure we don't overlap another event and hotels become a problem. So right. he's going to confirm on the dates. We'll get it locked in. We'll get it announced. But look for that to come uh, here soon. Concrete, Hoedown and the Holler, 2022. It's going to be a ton of fun. And it's open to everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Open to everybody. Yeah. Everybody. It's, you know, just for a great time. Come on out. You know, it'll be like, the, again, the days of camaraderie. Come out. We're going to do some fun events. You know, it, it, yeah. I'm, I'm, we haven't even talked about more than 15, 20 minutes, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Same. I think it's going to be awesome. Same. It's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, what else? What do you got, John? For this podcast, I, what I wanted to talk about is I opened up on some of the forums, just things people did want to talk about. So I want to verbalize it, too, as we're doing the podcast. And a couple things that came out, people, they still want to know a lot more about fibers. Okay. So, and speaking of fibers, as you and I did a minute ago, we put a boo-hoo on the monofilament fibers. As talking to a few people, I think even that information got, I don't know, you know, maybe skewed, uh, whatever. We are not and never have been, boo. I mean, just anti-monofilament fibers. But that being said, in the history, and I'm, I'm going to ask you this in a second, how many monofilaments have you ever used? Meaning glass, not not the PVAs, the, the glass, you know, HD fibers. Are you talking about intentionally or by accident? No, intentionally. Never, intentionally. never. It's always been, I always got okay. shipped the wrong stuff or I bought the wrong stuff. And then I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then it's right, HD. It your concrete. Yeah. yeah. So, and so along that line of questioning, do you remember the length? Because for me personally, the only thing I've ever used as the quote unquote anti-crack fiber was half inch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, I think it was half. Okay, so what I just got in, now I personally haven't used these up until this last week. They're, so Owens Corning makes a three millimeter. And I'm telling you, man, that stuff was pretty awesome. Hmm. And when I say awesome, I'm talking about, as you very well know, because of the PVA7 shortage, which 
I just called about that. They're still saying September, October, November, December. They have no idea. So why not just don't give me any months? Just tell me you have no idea. Uh, so I pulled out the acrylics and I was looking for alternatives. Now, I still say I realize that the anti-crack, in this case, the three millimeter, are not going to be a primary reinforcement substitute for PVA sevens, but it might be a way for me to either A, extend my PVA seven um, material on hand or, you know, a combination again with the PVA 15s. But that being said, I ran these in both SCC. So I put a 0.2% loading with the 2% loading of the half inch. I saw no flow change. Hmm. It was beautiful. Three yeah, millimeters, was, was what? Great. Three, three sixteenths is about three millimeter. Mm, about an eighth, eighth of an inch, two sixteenths. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. So I've I, never, I didn't know they made them that small. Exactly. So I just wanted to put that out there. I, I so as we were opening that up to the forum, I asked people like, "Hey, man, who's these things?" And you know what's funny about it is a bunch of people came back like, "Oh, yeah, I use these all the time." I'm like, "I seriously, the only thing I've ever used was half inch, and I think originally I got them from Nippon, and then the other ones I get from or." Got the few times from Nikon, and those I didn't care for at all. Where these Owens Corning three millimeters, I'm telling you, man, they're they're pretty cool. Hmm. They they yeah, they finished out very nicely. Um, they didn't change my flow in my SCC, so I I legitimately now again, this is not a primary reinforcement, but as a secondary or a grin, or again, excuse me, I think I said grin. I don't know, sure why. Um, I got to quit drinking, I guess. Um, there's acting as a combination of primary and secondary reinforcement, even in the SCCs. So anyhow, just throwing that out there. I, I did not know a three, I didn't, I've never used them before. So they're pretty cool. Sweet. Well, that's yeah. cool. And before we go any further, I just want to let people know this week, you just got a new computer and your yeah. microphone it's a, the new computers don't have the old USB hookups. They have the USB-C. So you have to get an adapter. So this right. week you're on your AirPods. It's not as good audio quality as normal. It's okay. Whatever. We'll get by. But uh, next week we'll be back to normal. And Absolutely. also... Yeah, I'm going to stop. Sorry. I'll say, and also next week we're going to be interviewing... We have Jake Brady lined up. And we have uh, Buddy Rhodes lined up. So yeah, yeah. I'm not sure who we're going to... Who we're going to get on next week first. We'll but, see what other characters I can keep pulling up. But yeah, it's nice to... Get some guys on the seat. So digressing back, I was going to say the next thing it seems like circling back around. A lot of questions about ICT again, uh, specifically how to manipulate the chemistry, speed it up. You know, since we just introduced the, um, I'm going to call I call it neutralizing, but whatever the acetic pre-wash, these kind of things. So um, I think I'm going to do just do a whole write-up. And we'll talk about maybe even set a podcast with a guy who was asking about it, questions about ICT, maybe devote one like that. So I was just down at Joe Bates's here a couple of days ago. And Joe, again, if you, I know he's going to be listening, so he's going to be coming back online on, on Facebook. He's been off it now for a few years. So um, t- stopped by his place the other day, had a great start to finish sealing with the acetic acid because he was completely out of the loop 
And yeah, same thing. He was completely blown away. We nice. did the torch in between because I was only there for, you know, like, like I'm not going to spend the whole afternoon just sealing a piece. But so start to finish, I use the torch in between. Boom, 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 boom. And same thing. He was blown. He's like, oh, my God, John. Yeah, we, I, this is amazing. I've never seen this. So that was pretty cool. So I, awesome. I want to get Joe back on, too, <clears throat> you know, running some of that. So I think that's it on those ends, man. And again, people asking for podcasts related to specific subjects. So we'll try to tackle those things moving forward. How about you? This is not concrete related. It's something that I heard the other day, I think in a book. I think I was listening to an audio book. I can't remember which one it was. But it was a quote that uh, stuck with me, and, and I just want to get your opinion on how this could pertain to business in the concrete world. And the quote was, are you running away from death or are you running towards life? So that was kind of the question. And, and in the context of a lot of people live their life in fear of death. So everything they do, they, they work out because they're, they're scared of dying. They eat a certain way because they're scared of dying. They take this medicine because they're scared of dying. And their whole life is focused on doing everything they can to keep from dying, although everybody's going to die. And there's people that all their decisions are made on living a full life, living a fun life, a fulfilled life. And those two mindsets are totally different. Running from death, doing things to keep from dying or doing things to live. And I thought, man, that's just like so, it was such a profound question, which I never even really considered before. Why, why I do things, why, you know, what's the rationale behind it? But I don't know. I, I found it very interesting. What are your thoughts on that? Hmm. Well, I always get more technical. I, I'm just going to say, personally, I think most people that I can think of, including myself, it's just, it's really a mixture of both. Like, number one, here I am getting all pumped up about a three millimeter fiber. So to me, and and everything that you and I've done over the last year plus, you know, business related, sealer related, you know, training related, you know, all these kind of things. You moving to new locations, that, that to me is running to life. There's no question about it. You know, look, looking beyond the horizon, trying to see the next you know, beauty in the next sunrise and sunset, et cetera, et cetera. But on the flip side, I don't know. I guess it's depending how I look at it, you know, eating better, working out and doing all these kind of things. You know, I, I don't know if that's running from death as much as staving off. I mean, you know, whatever. I just turned, what, 52 years old? And yeah, dude, I'd like another 30 years. Uh, so, you know, whatever that takes. But at the same time, dude, I'm going to eat a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's so crazy you. though when when you say I'd like another thirty years, right? Yeah. How short but that is. Good years. But think how short that short. is. No question. Yeah, no question. And that's it. That's it, John. Then yeah. no. poof. Done. Gone. Into the no, ether. I, no, no, I already know. I've already signed up to be a tree. Well, My good. next one's gonna be a tree. Nice. Or a cricket. I want to come yeah. back and be a, a dog I can't decide which one. in a family like mine because my dogs are so loved. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It was a really profound question. I was like probably on a four hour drive and listened to an audiobook, and that came up that, that question, quote, whatever you want to say. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, hmm. I never really thought about it. I agree with you hundred percent. And without getting down this diatribe, this is where you and I talk about, 
uh, life is too short. I mean, here I am at 52 years old now without going into a life history. Most of my family knows I didn't think I certainly didn't think I was going to make it to my 20s, let let alone out of my 20s. I had no intention of making it beyond 30s. And now here I am (laughs) like, holy crap, in a blink of an eye, here you are. So, you know, so life is too short for a whole lot of things, even without going into all the craziness related to personalities in our industry and et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's life is too short. So. Yeah. And um, it kind of plays into that in a way, like all this silliness, all this, it's really silly at the end of the day, the, mm -hmm. you know, the the talk and the gossip and drama. And it's just like, bro, dude, I mean, you're going to get hit by a truck probably before you know it. And that's going to be that, you know, and you spent all your time, you know, John about something that was so irrelevant, so stupid. Well, along that lines, Here's, here's my perfect one for that. Okay, so I literally put this on the ICT group page. I don't know what it was. A couple, it was longer than that. A couple weeks ago, when the family and I went on a little vacation for, I don't know, two-night stay or something, we stopped at a Panera to get something to eat. Now, this Panera, uh, maybe I discussed it earlier, but again, this Panera isn't a year and a half old in a new location. And I walked back to the bath to go to the bathroom, and here were some quartz countertops. Oh my god, man, they are destroyed. You know, so we talk about the commercial soaps. I know we brought this up many times, and you could see where the dispenser had been moved because where it leaked onto the quartz countertops. And it was, I mean, these countertops are hammered dog crap. And even the new, as if that's changed anything, the new location where they moved the soap dispenser has a bunch of gooey um, soap, and I ran my finger through it, and you can feel, and that's quartz. And where am I going with this? How many times over the years have friendships, relationships, business relationships come and gone over sealer wars? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, my, my plastic coating versus your plastic coating. Which H this versus, I don't know, Omega that, you know, blah, 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 scratch it. And then it just dawned on me when I'm looking at this quartz. Do you think for a minute, whatever company CNC cut that material, which was, you know, whatever, I'm most likely picked out by Panera, you know, designers of some sort. Do you think they don't get any wars with somebody else over these materials? No. And the client, yet in our, well, yeah. the client was sold a bill of goods by whoever, whether it was Caesar stone or Sile stone or Hymax or whoever it was, was like, Oh no, it's totally indestructible and stain resistant, yeah. scratch resistant, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And a year and a half into it, it looks like garbage. Oh my God. Yeah. But yeah, it is what he wants to see it. I, I posted pictures on the uh, ICT group page over it. But my reason for that is just that, you, you know, in the history of us doing this, we always tell people, get out of your own way. We've talked about that a lot. Um, but with that, again, with the hoedown coming up that, you know, I, I really hope this continues to be a way where people come together and realize that, you know, we can have different ways of skinning the cat. I can fully believe wholeheartedly based on my testing and blah, blah, that my way is better than your way. Okay. But at the end of the day, that doesn't mean we have to hate each other over yeah. it. And who cares? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> Nobody cares. Yeah. You know, it's like one of those things like no. you got your way. I got my way. High five, brother. Keep doing it. I keep doing it. Whatever. Yeah. 
like legit does not change one aspect of my day in any way how anybody else does anything. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter yeah. one bit. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. I, 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 maybe, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's, I, I just had a son, you know, he's three months old and I feel like I'm getting older and I'm like, oh man, like mortality, you know, and mortality for whatever reason, it's always something that I'm always hyper aware of. So our, um, our Kodiak Pro merch that we have with the bear with the skull in its mouth, right? Yeah. A lot of people may not realize what that's about. The bear symbolizes Kodiak Pro concrete, and the skull is man. And essentially what it's saying is the concrete will outlast you, right? And it right. says on the front, concrete lasts forever, you won't. But essentially what we're trying to say is through like, you know, some crazy morose imagery is this concrete, you're going to make something. It's going to be here for hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of years, because you use the best products possible. But it's about mortality. It's about you're just a blink of an eye. I'm just a blink of an eye. Everybody listen to this. Honestly, it's just a blink of an eye in, in the scope of this world. So, you know, we should all try to do the best we could do. But at the same time, like all the, the drama and the, the stupidness that, uh, that just seems to be in this, we've talked about, it. it's not just this industry, it's every industry. It's mankind, yeah, it's, it's humans. It, for yeah. whatever reason, people need to be consumed with petty, stupid high school drama, which... Maybe it's social media. Maybe it's not. I don't know what it is. I don't care what it is. What I hope is people just say like, you know what? Yeah, it's stupid. It's, it's so stupid. Let's get together. Let's have a beer. Let's shoot some concrete with a gun. Let's, pro let's launch this concrete projectile out of target out in the yes. field. Let's have a good time. Let's high five. Let's let bygones be bygones because none of it mattered to begin with. And, you know, whatever. Water under the bridge. Because honestly, I don't care. I, I know I know that you don't care. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. If you want to use Surecrete, if you want to use Trinic, if you want to use Buddy Roads, if you want to use Blendhouse, you're still welcome. Come right. on over. We don't care. Absolutely. Like, come have a good time. Like, you know. Come we, have a good time. Yeah. We still yep, want to yep. spend time with you and, and uh, just socialize. So. No, I look forward to it. And I, I, I truly hope, you know, everybody else sees that and doesn't turn this into... But what we want to do is we just want to, we want to foster community, whether that uh, is people that use our products or other products. It doesn't matter. We want to foster concrete yeah. community, not Kodiak Pro community, concrete. So if you do concrete and you just want to come hang out at Dusty's place this fall and have a good time for a couple of days, come on out, you know. You know what we need to do? You know, it's, and, 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 and again, I realize... I shouldn't say this, but I guess there might be some people that turn the invitation down. Uh, I, let's instead of just waiting for people to come, for some people we think may not come anyway. Let's throw them an invite because they are they're truly invited. And I'm not going to say the names out loud because <laughs> you know we know we know some people that are going to have a tough time. But uh, we'll throw some invites out. Yeah, well, Even that, you know, honestly, be great. There's only like two people that aren't invited. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else. And the chances, the, the statistical chances that you're one of those two people is pretty low. So if you're listening to this, there's a 99.99999% chance that it's not you and you're invited. Yeah. Completely invited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who, who, Brandon? Who? See, now everybody who's listening is going to be a, is he talking about me? Of course I am. <laughs> of course. You're the one of the two. And I'm glad you, I'm glad you realized that. 
Yeah. You, you know, <laughs> funny enough, and, and I'm joking, by the way, even those two, if they want to come, come. I don't care. Like, come and have a good time. Everybody's welcome. There's, there is absolutely nobody that is, is uh, unwelcome. We want anybody that wants to be there to be there. And uh, you don't, you don't, you, I can't even talk. You don't even have to do concrete. If you're a woodworker, you're a metal worker, you're just in the craft industry of some sort, and you just want to come hang out with some concrete guys and talk concrete because you're interested in it. Come hang out. We're going to have a good time. You know we should reach out that maker community. Let's reach out to that, that community. Oh, yeah, too. yeah, yeah. We, we should, like, put, post an advertisement on, on the MTV. There you go. Yeah, the MTV. And what do you think? Is there any MTV around anymore? Maybe, maybe, maybe make a video for the TikTok. <laughs> Great. <laughs> no, <I don't. laughs> that's going too far, man. Let, let, let's make TikTok videos. Me and you dancing. Some kind of li- yeah, right. A, a line dance of some sort. You know who, or, who, yeah. who's really good at TikTok, which is so yeah. shocking? Brandon Browning. That dude is so no, good. He's at, not, really? he, he, dude. He like is very good at editing videos and I don't even know. I don't know how to do it. Like I get on there and I'm like, I don't know how to do this. Brandon Browning, really good at it. Now, is he doing it for uh, marketing or just doing it for fun? I think it's more fun, but he has a lot of followers on there and he does post about concrete, but I don't really think there's many clients on TikTok. I I could be wrong. Uh, As far as marketing goes, I don't think TikTok is where it's at right now. I think TikTok is just more you know, social entertainment than it is uh, good for business. But yeah, I don't know. know. I, I think it all goes in circles, man. And I don't mean it like what's old is new again, but you know, when Facebook was the only means, I think everything was Facebook and then, you know, and then uh, Instagram became huge and people, you know, pulled photos and stuff and a huge client base from that. And then Facebook cannibalized that. Um, so I, I think there's always going to be some avenue so it very well could be something like a TikTok. And oh, what was something else? Uh, Eric Bajorski hit me. Have you heard of Norton, a business? He said it was much like um, Excel and stuff, Norton. So that's what he uses for business. Mm-mm. So my point being is some of the stuff I haven't even heard of. Um, <clears throat> so um, anyway. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm going to I'm going to start doing some cool videos, man. Yeah, the TikTok videos. I mean, again, here we are talking about mortality. Listen to me and you, these two right. old guys talking about making videos for TikTok. Right. <sighs> I got to get, uh, I'm going to get uh, my son, and I'm going to get Jay involved. He's 14. <laughs> he's, got, he's probably all over TikTok. Yeah. He's not, actually, but <clears throat> anyway. Getting jiggy yeah. with it. Jay, what do you think? Uh, 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 yeah, uh, we'll get jiggy uh, with it. Yeah. That's what we'll do. That's part of the concrete hoedown. Can we get someone to teach us all and then we'll get... 40 of us all out there doing a big line dance oh, and then someone bring up. <laughs> it hurts me to even think about it. It's just painful right. to even think about it. <laughs> oh. Oh. You know who did that one time with, um, I don't even know if he still has it. <clears throat> Do you ever meet Steve Millard? Yeah, 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 yeah. Steve? Uh-huh. He did that one time. Yeah, he came to a, one of the, and he had a drone at the time. And so he did this whole drone thing. So, um, I remember that. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 So well, how's that have to do with TikTok? That's not a TikTok. No, but I'm just trying to think of something. Maybe he's got the experience there to, to bring a drone out and do something funky. Yeah. I mean, I drones are cool. I'm not, one. I'm not anti-drone by any stretch of imagination, but there's drones now. There, I almost bought one like a year ago 
when I was built, well, it was actually two years ago now, when I was building my house, that uh, it uses AI to like route its own flight path. And it, it's really? really good at sensing trees and obstacles and buildings and whatnot. But it right. does these cinematic flight paths. And you can put a sensor in your pocket and essentially you can go like in a tunnel and it tracks you through and it's waiting on the other side and like swoops down right. and it's just crazy. And so there's all these you yeah. know people posting uh, demo videos of like, you know, them, whatever, surfing or riding a skateboard or hiking or whatever it is. And the drone footage they got, and they're not even flying the drone. The drone is doing its own thing. But uh, that's where technology is now. It is so crazy, like how fast it's advancing and how the price is dropping. But yeah. Right. Well, so let me, I'll, I'll give you my story on that. <clears throat> so shoot, man, I, it wasn't even that long ago. So a couple of years ago, Jaden could give you the better story. So I had that idea. Now, you know, fortunately, now this is right when my brother was leaving and, and Billy had to go do things and et cetera, et cetera. And I was just going to be John, the one man shop. So I literally thought, well, you know, how cool would that be to have those kind of videos, right? The drone <laughs> that came in while I, you know, like that again, cause I, I'm not going to hire a photographer to come in. Right. So yeah. oh, you got this drone following you around and as I'm casting something and doing fun and beep, that was going to be part of it. Yeah. My yeah you got your little robot, exactly, your right? little flying yeah, robot. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So I went out, this is, I, I bought the GoPros. This is back. I think the <laughs> last one I picked up was like the GoPro six or something. Right. So I, and, and I liked the GoPro. So I picked up the GoPro drone. Okay. I can already see where this okay. is going. Yeah. 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 I, I brought it home and I'm like, how cool is this? Hook the, hook the uh, GoPro up to it. This is amazing. Went out in the backyard. So Jay and I were playing with it. I'm like, Oh yeah. So I hand. I handed in the controller. Boom! Drove it right <laughs> into the side of the house. <laughs> the propellers <laughs> the whole nine yards. Dude, I'm telling you, this thing wasn't in, in his hands less than two minutes. Destroyed this GoPro drone. Nice. Now, I don't know anything about the drones. So yeah. I looked at my son like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Like, you just destroyed this $300 <laughs> drone. Oh, my God. Uh, That's when I learned about the other drones like you're describing that yeah. have sensors and all this kind of jazz on it. Well, this one, the one I'm talking about um, is called Skydio, S-K-Y-D-I-O. And they're made in California. Actually, I bought one, but it was during COVID and they kept bumping me off for like a year and a half. And then finally, I just canceled my order because mm. I got sick of waiting on it. But anyway, Skydio, check, like hop on YouTube or go to their website, check them out. We don't yeah. get any promotion yeah, Skydio. from Skydio, but uh, if you're looking yeah. for a drone, they're really cool. And they do a really good job of sensing obstacles and, and routing their own flight path. And you can right. set different different patterns where you can say, you know, just like orbit me, but it'll orbit you in such a way that it's avoiding trees and it's dodging, you know, through the rafters of your shop and doing all this rad stuff. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, see, that's what I saying. The, yeah. The only ones I knew were the DJ. Was it? Yeah. The DJI. DJI. Yeah. 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 And it was, like I said, it was after destroying this, which by the way, I packaged back up and took it back to Best Buy. You have to, you got to. <laughs> hey guys, didn't work. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Because Is there anything wrong with it? No, nah, I just uh, oh, I plugged man, it in and looked me. <laughs> the guy looked me in the eye, and I'm like, 
Yeah, the uh, controller does that. I blamed him. <laughs> the controller. Yeah, the controller does that. Dude, work Lowe's. Well. And he's like, oh. How many times have you bought something from Lowe's? You bring it here, you have to do like two cuts with some certain tool, and you're like, then you pack it back up. Is there anything wrong with it? Eh, just, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's how I felt. I did everything not to just laugh my butt off when I handed him back this. And now I don't even think they do, they don't do in the drones anymore. Yeah. The GoPro, yeah, it doesn't even offer the drones anymore. So uh, that was my funny story with that. But no, yeah, back to that. No, I this this pumped. Let's spend the next couple of months continuing to talk about this. Get it out on the forums. Let people know. Uh, it should be a smoking event, smoking, and in a good, I mean, in a good time. Yeah, we're clearly you know bring stuff up. You know, we and now now I'm just chatting away. We'll try. What don't have you seen those vanities that Mark Malonis makes? They're like I don't know. 40 some odd inches that would be a really good one to show the sec and and how he's getting pinhole free and all that kind of jazz yeah anyway, just thinking out loud yeah well i think we'll definitely do some product demos i think in the morning of both days we'll do product demos and afternoons we'll do either work or competition and it'll just kind of be um what i liked about what i liked about the epic events was There'd be multiple demos going on at any given time, and you could go to whichever one interested you. And if there was something going on that didn't interest you, you could go over to this one and watch it, right? So yeah. I always like that about that, but not chaos, you know, like organized, no. timed demos. And, you know, we can demonstrate SEC, GFRC, we can uh, demonstrate upright casting, we can demonstrate Dusty Crete light. I'd say, uh, you know, Dusty doesn't want to give away his technique in full, but we can show some no. dusty powder and some techniques with that. You know, we, we can show different ways, spraying a face coat for anybody who wants to learn how to do that and hand packing. So we can definitely do demos and demonstrate those things and see the, the outcome of them. But, you know, for me, it's going to be really the team events where we do things as a team and then the competitions as teams. I think that's where the real fun is going to be, in my opinion. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Hey, so I was just trying to think, have you, this is a whole different thing. You ever seen what it's, oh, there is it, Dora Dango? No. And I could be pronouncing that. So, and again, I'm terrible. I think it's called, I'm thinking because I'm reading it right now using my American, and everybody knows John Schuler is amazing with English language. So it's Hikaru Dorango. Oh, it's Jesus. where you hand, right? Yeah, yeah. Listen to that, right? I even put a in there. English. English. Dorango. English. <laughs> <laughs> so it's where you hand sculpt these clay balls and it's all done by hand. Now it's Japanese. And so it's this way of like, you know, Did you say balls? centering yourself. Yeah. Balls. Like balls. Round, yeah. Yeah. And what that you start off with small and you keep adding clay, adding clay and, and the, balls the whole get bigger. thing is sculpt. Yeah. And so the whole thing's sculpted by hand, big balls. And they're absolutely, yeah, they're stunningly beautiful. Mm. If you've never looked at them mm -hmm. or seen them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, some yeah. some so, men like to look at balls. Yeah, I do. I make them. And some people would describe balls as stunningly beautiful. I'm not one of those people, but some yep. people might. I don't know. Yeah. You haven't seen my balls. <laughs> <laughs> if you struggle to move. Oh, jeez. Oh, look look at this. <laughs> Amateurs over here. We're going to go install a countertop <laughs> in a three-wall enclosure without reducing it even a sixteenth. Yep. And we're just going to jam it in with a hammer and... <laughs> And then blame it on the and blame it on the sheetrock. Like, oh, <laughs> is this the way it always goes? This is the way it goes. 
<laughs> you got that <laughs> check? Standing on it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, but, dude. Um, I was just thinking, maybe that's a competition. See how can who, who can get the cleanest run, and then we got to shoot it at something like bales of hay or something. I don't know. So you want to do a competition anyway, where we make balls? Yes, pretty uh, balls. Now we'll, we'll we'll let some other training course do the concrete balls. I think we'll pass on making what, concrete balls. What are you going to call a projectile? I'm what talking about like a projectile. Then, well, I mean that's part of the competition: designing a, pro- a projectile. Well, if that's what you want to make as a team, make a cube. I think there's more aerodynamic projectiles that will be better for target acquisition, but you know that's part of the fun of it. Than a ball. Hey, listen. I mean, I'm thinking like a big. You do, you do you. You do you. On Team UCT, you know, you can, Dude, I can you can be... tell you, I'm going to win. Okay. I'm going to win. That's My your team's going to win. That's your opinion. There's no question That's your all. opinion. Yeah. And then you're going to come over and you're going to rub my balls. Feats of strength. They're going to be pretty. <laughs> <laughs> right on, uh, All right. Well, well, dude. So next week we're going to have Jake Brady or uh, Buddy Rhodes on. And uh, yeah, we'll have a conversation. And if anybody else wants to have a conversation, reach out to me or John. We'd like to get you on so we can get you scheduled. Um, I'm kind of all over the place right now, but we'll, we'll work it in. Well, I will say that, yeah, as you know, anybody listening, the, the difficulty is uh, scheduling people in uh, based on brand moving. You know, it's, it's, again, it's a busy, busy time. So uh, sometimes we've got to spring it on people like X minutes, yeah. <laughs> which, you know, some, but if we can schedule people out and really lock down some things um, again, as we keep saying, what we'd really like, not not that I don't love hearing from everybody, and we got to circle around. I'd like to get Joe Bates back on and a few other guys. Um, anybody interested? I did hear from a guy from the UK who was interested, and sounds like he's got a you know a different way of doing things. So that all it would be great to hear some different stuff. Meaning a debate. Don't don't think it won't be a debate. <laughs> it'll definitely be a debate, but it'll be fun. Yeah. I'm all, I'm all about debate. I'm just, I'm not about, uh, I don't know. I'm just not about, uh, division and, and, uh, whatever. It's just, it just seems like such a waste of time. You know, time, time is very short for everybody. 30 years. Think about that. 30 years, dude, 30 years. I've been doing concrete for 20 years, you know, 20 more years from now. <sighs> Mind blowing. Maybe I'll, I'll get it right by then. How about that? Maybe, maybe you'll, maybe you'll come around the topical sealers by then. <laughs> no. <laughs> Honestly, man, I don't see that happening. Oh, never uh, say never. Never say never, John Schuler. <laughs> Thirty years from now, you might be espousing <laughs> the benefits of topicals and how reactive suck. Reactive suck. Yeah, reactive suck concrete a, balls. A, yeah, what was that? That was an experiment gone wry. <laughs> <laughs> All no. those years I spent doing it the wrong way. I could have just gotten this coating years. and painted it on there. Why couldn't I just? Yeah. 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 You didn't find religion until like later in life. All right, buddy. Well, it's been okay. a, it's been an entertaining well, podcast. Always. We didn't really discuss anything of, of substance, but it's okay. Some podcasts you can't we can't hit them all out of the park, you know. No, but we got to laugh. Yeah, we did. And somebody listening, they're probably driving their board, and they're like, "Yeah, I'll listen to these two idiots ramble on for an hour, kill an hour of my my day." <laughs> no, we did. Right. I, I brought in fibers. You three did. Millimeter you did. Anti-crack fibers. Oh, there yeah. you go. Boom. 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 Got your fiber. Got your, got your daily fiber. Yeah. All right, homie. All right. 
Good talking to you, my friend. Adios.